at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES Podcast with your host, Soulblazer. Hello, welcome to the Super NES Podcast. This is episode number 168. Uh, the, uh, these are your two regular co-hosts with you today. Uh, I am Greg and joined as, joined as always by Joe. Hello. And yeah, many thanks for being here again, folks. We appreciate it. Uh, we are once again delving, delving into that deep, dark, slippery world that is the Super, the Super NES RPGs, which are many, many of them on the system. So, uh, because of course it's the system bread and butter for many years. So, Ain't that the um, truth? But the, uh, but uh, yeah, this is Joe's pick this time around, and Joe picked a game I actually had never got around to playing myself. So, um, one of the one of the best things about this podcast. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, which game did you want to go down the rabbit hole of today, Joe? All right, so I chose Lufia in the Fortress of Doom. Yeah, so this is actually a very interesting RPG. Uh, so, um, uh, so uh, yeah, so um, so we'll get into it. Um, uh, this game is actually a fairly early Super NES game. It came out in Japan and it, it, um, it came out in Japan in June of 1993, um, with a pretty quick turnaround for the U.S. market in December of that year. I uh, never received a European release. Uh, which was copied for many RPGs of the time period, so, mm. like, no shock there, unfortunately. Um, the game was developed by a company called uh, Neverland, which apparently, when I could find online, their first game that they made. So, this is indeed their first commercial release game. Uh, not a bad first effort, uh, uh, effort for them. Um, so, Neverland was around for many years, uh, um, from about, from, from about 1993 until about 2013, before they went bankrupt. Um... Besides the Lufia games, they're also probably most well known for doing the Rune Factory series, mm. uh, which is pretty famous. I've never played in the, uh, so I've never played like in the Rune Factory games, but I know people who have and like really enjoy them. So um, most of their games did not come out. To, most of their games did not come out. Did come out in the U.S. except for the Lufia and Rune Factory games. So I was gonna um, say, isn't that like a, a Harvest Moon type game? Yeah, it's kind of the. It, it's a little bit. Uh, a little bit hard to explain, I guess. It's like, um, um, it basically Harvest Moon. Oh, here we go. Somebody else, you know, somebody else described it themselves um, as saying like, you know, Harvest Moon, Harvest Moon where you wield a sword. Oh, okay. So, there you go. But <laughs> that was said by the longtime producer of Harvest Moon himself. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would know. But yeah, the Rune Factory series has always done very well. Um, so um, now that though now that the company's bankrupt, other um, other companies. Uh, the other companies are making the games, the games now too. So because unlike, unlike Luffy, that's still back. Unlike Luffy, that's still an active franchise. Yeah. So, Luffy was published by published by several companies over the over the lifespan. Whoever actually had the rights to it for at the time, this game was published by Taito, who was trying to get into the, who was trying to get into. To, to trying to get into the RPG market, just like just like you know, like Capcom and Konami and uh, Konami and other companies, it's like over the time period too. Mm. So, um, 
the sequel did not get published by them. The, the, the sequel got published by Natsumi because Taito had already shut down their North American operations by the time the sequel came out. Yeah. So, um, we've already covered Taito in the past uh, on this podcast. I, on the podcast, I won't spend too much time on them, except that Taito is probably best known for its franchises, Space Invaders, like an Arkanoid. Mm. So, um, Taito's still around today, but Taito doesn't really make too many... But Taito, at least if it's at least for North America market, Taito, Taito does not make too many play too many games anymore. So uh, they seem uh, you know they seem content to license out their games to other companies uh, to to make such as like you know like um well they're owned by Square Enix mm. so Square Enix handles much of the publishing of their games these days for consoles and also a um and also uh, um uh, and also uh, Raw Thrills they license out their games to to make like arcade games mm. so. Um, so, but Taito's still like alive and well. So, um, the so like many other, also many Japanese games. This game also this game also was renamed for the North American market. Uh, Luffy's series in Japan uh, is known as uh, Espados Denki, which, which literally translates as Biography of Espolis. So, your typical wordy Japanese title there. Right. So, <laughs> uh, Espolis being the name of the world in which the players play in. Which is renamed to Lufia, like for this uh, North American version of the game, hence what's just called Lufia. So, um, this is also this is also known as Lufia and the, uh, Lufia and the Fortress of Doom, as, as Joe said, aka Lufia One. To how differentiate between the other games that came later in the series. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, um, so pretty typical RPG in many aspects. In, um, um, in some aspects, it, in some aspects, it's not a very typical RPG. Um, Joe. Uh, wh- um, um, oh, yeah, before I get into that, um, sorry, like one second. Uh, well, well, let me ask here because it's, well, let, me, let, me ask, let me ask here because we're late. Um, is there a reason you wanted to pick this game? Is there, a reason, is there a reason that you wanted to look at it? Okay, so th- there's multiple reasons. One, this is one of those games that like I would find in ROM packs and I would occasionally pop it up. Pop it up. I'd play it for like, say, 15, 20 minutes kind of get my fill and then like kind of just leave it like i'd never go back to it and i did that numerous times throughout the years um one thing you need to know about me is that i was not an rpg guy um back when this game was released um so i grew up with the nes and i had played a little bit of final fantasy but it was like the same game save I didn't know how to save or anything else, so it was always booting up in this one game save right by just outside the castle. I would <laughs> kill some goblins occasionally. I would have that weird horse pop up and kick me in the face and kill me, and I would just continue to, you know, reboot that one game save over and over again, just playing it. And for me, it was just like, oh, cool, I can go kill some goblins, and then eventually I end up dead because I wandered off to some place I wasn't supposed to never understood the game um until um i was in high school when final fantasy 7 came out and uh you know it sounds kind of cliche but it's true like final fantasy 7 was my introduction to rpgs it was the first one that was really um released in a wide scale in which i was aware of it i had just recently had a playstation and uh that was my first experience. So, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I that was that was the bar that was set. And then, you know, eventually, I played uh, Breath of Fire three, 
That was the next one that I got into, and then Lunar. So, like, I, I expanded my RPG knowledge and experience, but um, I never really went backwards. It was always just going forward. And uh, recently, I've been trying to go back and play those older RPGs, and this is one of those, like, I encountered it once before, and I wanted that experience, you know, in full. You know what I mean? Right. Not, it's almost like that what if, you know what I mean? Like, what if I had actually just, you know, played through it and <laughs> had that opportunity? So it, it's nice, and like, you know, and, and, I ca and I caveat, you know, this this whole review on the fact that you know this is you know unfortunately like this is where i'm at with my rpg experience and you know this, this way you know our listeners know that you know if i seem a little harsh it is because of the uh the angle in which i'm coming at this thing you know it's, sure. you know what yeah, i mean right. like yeah. i don't have that traditional rpg background so well, a lot of people have the same kind of experience background that you do. I mean, like, you know, Final Fantasy VII was people's first RPG from, uh, uh, like, you know, across the board, it seems like. Yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of people jumped, jumped, the, franchise, jumped the franchise into that, that game. Uh, me, I always I always have been a big JRPG fan. As a matter of fact, I'm playing, I'm playing Dragon Quest XI, like, right now mm -hmm. uh, as well. So, so like, it's, inter so it's, interesting, it's interesting to me to compare and contrast a more modern JRPG to like one of these older ones from the 90s. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, Lupia series is just something, the Lupia series is a series I was, it's one of the series I was meant to get around to, but to get around to, like, I never did for one reason or another. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, so the game was, the game was Super NES only. However, a, Gen a Genesis version of the game was planned. And this is actually like, pretty interesting. So, because, um, uh, Taito, made games for the Genesis as well too and they um, you know, um, and they wanted to try to increase the market so like they uh, licensed out uh, to make uh, to make a to make for the North American market only mm. Genesis version Genesis, Genesis port of the game it was just and it was just and it was literally going to be a port it was just the plan was the plan was the plan was just just simply just port the game over to the Genesis be done with it right. so um, but so I mean and this game would have been so this, this game would have, this game would have been fine, Genesis. I mean, like you know, it's nothing really like preventing it from being like being able to be play well in that system or whatnot. So um, originally, um, so originally, 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 originally planned for a 1994 release. That got pushed back to 1995. There were the were advertisements taken out like in magazines. Um, you know, however, eventually, however, eventually, um, you know, even though they promised the game would come out, spoiler, it never did. Um, <laughs> Taito closed their Taito closed the North American operation in 1995, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. So, um, out of the blue, 2014, uh, a pro, um, you know, a guy who claimed to be a, uh, um, a guy a guy who claimed to be one of the licensed one of the higher programmers to work at the Origin Support, uh, suddenly suddenly appeared online saying, you know, hey, I've got a prototype a prototype of, a prototype like of this game, um, you know. Is, value to this and like of course people lost their collective minds over it right. because you know like a lost you know a lost prototype shows up and people are like oh, oh my god right but, right so um so uh reading his posts um it's pretty interesting he says the reason that you know he says the reason that the game um he, he, he says the main reason the game never came out from his perspective perspective 
present was that they 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 wanted to, they wanted to complete the entire game uh, uh, the program process in six months. Mm. So um, he said basically the, the original the original Super NES code was I'm not going to use the words he used he used to, to describe the code. He said basically it's a mess. Yeah. Um, and and Japanese programmers the game were of no help. Mm. So. Uh, typical complaints of this time period. I'm mean, like, you know, you still hear some of that today, but you know, especially true back then. It's like, you know, because, um, you know, so those were all, so those were all reasons that kind of, those were all reasons that kind of hurt the development process. And then obviously, when it fell behind schedule, um, you know, Taito was like, well, we, we, like, we really don't care about this anymore. Right, right. So uh, he has, he has to make the game, he has to make the game to, to get the game as only being like 10 percent complete. Mm. So. So programming just did not get very far. The the, the ROM was the ROM was eventually leaked online. So you can look at it if you want to see how how far along it got. Not very far, <laughs> but um, it is kind of a shame that this, that this uh, shame that this, that, that this ever came out because because we'll touch upon this a little later on. But I think in the game called Genesis, um, it would done like pretty well. So, um, so uh, yeah. So as I mentioned before, this is a franchise. So uh, before we. So before uh, so before we touch touch briefly about the touch briefly like on the games, um, Joe, do you want to uh, talk about the game in like broad strokes, just kind of like you know like um, you know like you know like you know like plot setting characters that kind of stuff? I mean, you got your your four characters, your your party. Um, uh, I can't remember the main dude's name. Uh, it's bothering me right now. But there's Lufia. Uh, basically, you have your your character that you control. Will you know? He, he's not a silent protagonist either, which I like. Um, right. You know, he actually has quite a bit of dialogue with the NPCs and whatnot. Um, then you have Lufia, who is um, the girl. She's kind of a healer. Um, that's that's basically her role in the in the party. Then uh, there's an elf character. I should have written down who the characters were. Uh, <laughs> Adjourn. <laughs> yeah, there's like the little elf character, and then there was uh, one other that I cannot um, he's, Yeah, that's a girl. He's like a strong guy, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep so. a girl. So. And, yep. and he, did, so. he has no magic abilities, but he is strong, um, yes. which is really nice, but also uh, one of the things that I kind of knocked this game for, so... We'll get, we'll get to that when we get the gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, I mean, this is your typical RPG fair. You know what I mean? Like, you're trying to save the world. You got, uh, you know, help along the way. But it's like, um, I don't know. I felt this game kind of dragged a, a little bit and it was very monotonous. Just because, um, like, you have, you have someone... Like, this is the best way to explain it. Your hero needs to be... Uh, you know, needs to get to a like a difficult um, dungeon or cave, so he needs help. So then he goes to like a town and he finds help, but said character is not going to help unless you collect so and so, and so then you go collect so and so. But the last thing that you have to collect, the king has, and the king won't give it to you unless you go to a cave or a tower or whatever. And collect something for him to give you the last piece and it's just i felt like there was a lot of padding here <laughs> um yeah you know it, it's good and you know what i mean like it, it's it's fun but this is like one of those things like this particular thing where it was like oh you need to go find this to be able to access this 
to find this, to access this, to be to even get back to what is the original storyline <laughs> and beat path. Um, this I felt was like old RPG um, mechanics. I was say, that, to be fair, right, right. This is like this. To be fair, a lot of games did that. Like this. <laughs> Like this time period, right? So, I mean, so, like, this is like one of those things where I was yeah. just like, ah, oh, like this just felt like padding. You know what I mean? And this is why I, I, you know, I, you know, caveated this whole thing with the explanation of where I started with RPGs. You know, because right, yep. this is nope. the prime example. Like, you know, yeah, there was some of that in Final Fantasy VII, but it was never to this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the Dragon Quest games nowadays even do this, um, and those are great games, but there's even times there where like I'm just like okay those are optional quests I'm just gonna keep going you know <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of part and parcel of RPGs you really can't like get around right. it so but uh, but uh, no yeah I think it was like you know like fair um, uh, you know fair observations so uh, what's interesting so yeah so so, so, so yeah as Joe, as Joe mentioned the story the story for this is pretty typical so the game opens up uh, you know like 100 years in the past there was like a, a um, you know you know there's a group of like, evildoers known as the Sinistals uh, who are this like floating island, the Fortress of Doom? So these four great warriors go on the island, defeat them. Uh, two of them sacrifice their lives. Uh, the other two come back and have kids. And you're playing as a kid, like a, one of those, I um, know, one of those people. Mm. So uh, the world's been the so the world's been the, as the world's been at peace for a long time. So nobody actually believes that like, nobody actually believes that, like monsters show up. So that's a as it as that's the whole thing. <laughs> so. Um, um, so I actually, I actually, I actually like, I actually, I actually like the opening of this game very much because I think the game actually gives you a taste of how the game plays. Right. You start off, you, you start off with the, um, you, uh, you start off with the, with that order party on the island, yes. going through the, uh, you know, going through the final dungeon, and it's like, and, 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 and like it's a very nice tutorial, tutorial kind of like, kind of like, kind of like mission of the game. It kind of gives you, you know, gets you used to the game, gets you, you know, gets you have to play to it. Like, okay, there's no pressure, there's no pressure because your characters are super powered at this point at that point. So. Um, yeah, it's a nice way to get, yeah, it's a nice way to start the game. You know, like you know, some other games have done this before in the past, but not, but not many. Yeah. So, the, the, like, 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 so enjoy this game opening up this way because it kind of gives you like a very nice taste to taste how the game plays and what. Yeah, it definitely so. didn't hold back. Like, I definitely felt like it gave you the kick in the teeth right away. So you know, it's like the encounter rate, which I know is you know very much you know what old RPGs were, but the encounter counter rate was ridiculous in my opinion. It, I felt like it was like every five or ten steps, you're, like you were in a battle. <laughs> you're not alone. Like it is a high encounter rate. Yeah. Game, so like we'll get into that, but um, yeah. So um, and then like also interesting when they made the sequel to this game, uh, you know, Lufia Two. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Luffy Two Rises in Stones. That's actually a prequel to this game. Yeah. It's like you know they decided that you know hey you know like why don't we why don't you know like the opening the opening scene was so fun why don't we call game like right. right. <laughs> so um, so yeah this is so yeah so, so, so yeah so yeah this is again not the only game to have done this but but not many games not many games have have have, 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 have looked to make the follow up be a prequel as opposed to a sequel. Right. So. Um, but so yes, Lufia Two Rise of the Lufia Two Rise of the Sinistros, which we'll cover at some point in this podcast um, as well. Also, because we've already looked at the first game, I also you know, yeah. plug this one too. So, uh, focuses upon the events, so the the the, the, the events that the events take upon that original war. So, um, and so yeah, there's so 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 yeah, so three other Lufia games came out in North America. Um, the actual the actual proper sequel to this game, Lufia: The Forge of Doom 
was Lufia The Legend Returns, which came out for the Game Boy Color Ball systems <laughs> uh, in 2001. So that's the actual that's the actual Lufia 3. That's the actual like fall in the events of the, the events of this game. So, um, um, so, so yeah. So I missed this game when it came out, even though I had a Game Boy Color. I, I'm, I'm I'm curious now to go back and look at it. So um, I'm in the same boat. They also, <laughs> they also released. They also released a uh, Lufia: The Ruins of Lore for the GBA in 2002, which is the, uh, which is a Gaiden game. Mm. So um, there was also there was also there was also a cell phone game in Japan only. But and then apparently Lufia was thought well enough well enough uh, of that that the last Lufia game, 2010, was a remake of this game called Lufia: Curse Curse Sinistrals, like for the DS, which I'm very curious to play now because they they play now because they changed quite a bit uh, like the. I mean, like that remake of the game. Oh, okay. Um, uh, one thing, one thing for one thing that game, one one thing that game is more of an action, uh, an action RPG because combat is now, combat's now you pick it. Uh, a, 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 uh, um, uh, you see the enemies as opposed to like random battles. So, uh, the the game was also the game was also redone in a, the game was also re, the game was also redone like in a three D graphical style. Okay. Um, uh, and they also added in a, a grid system, a system, uh, a system that, you know, a system. Uh, um, your system to allow you to be able to increase your stats, like you level, uh, level up. Hmm. So, um, yeah, so quite a few changes to the game. Uh, both both Neverland and Square Enix developed the game together uh, since like title was owned by uh, Square Enix at, at that time, and Nasumi published hmm. it. So, um, but yeah, so some of the complaints I may have with this game, Joe, I think would be addressed like in that remake. Yeah. So, um, you know, especially the yeah, 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 yeah especially the, yeah, yeah, you know, especially the high. Encounter right, so um, but anyway, so yeah, so unfortunately, that's so unfortunately, that's it. No Luffy games come out since 2010, it's probably dead franchise. I, I having said that, I never know because I mean, Square Enix seems to be content to focus upon the Final Fantasy and Dragon, Dragon Quest series, right. like, like the RPGs these days, but um, yeah, I mean, like, who knows? So, but yeah, it's been a long time since the Luffy game came out, but uh, um, but uh, oh, for the remake. There is a, there is a canonical game for the hero. I can't remember his his, his name like his name like right now because you be right now because you name him because in this game you name him as whatever you want yeah. to. Uh, but Lupia's name was renamed as Tia, uh, like the remake. Mm, okay. So, um, probably to probably to separate the confusion confusion confusion, confusion between her and the world. Name right. Because, yeah. So, but um, but uh, this game's also curious in the sense that um, um, you know like uh. Uh, you may remember, Joe. We talked about we talked about the looter games, like you know, several years yes. ago. And like um, the, the Lufia, the Lufia games are a lot like the lunar games in the sense that everybody everybody remembers the first game. The first game, the one, the, the first game, the first game, the first game is the one. The first game, the, the first game is the one. Is the one that got all the release. The, 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 the release got all the attention. That's a game that's remade. That's a, the remade. That's a game that's been like you know like uh, re-released again uh, over um, over the years. Uh, whereas towards the sequel, the second game. Did never get, she never got as much attention and attention like never got a remake of play re release. Yeah. So you know, like, so like Lunar, uh, the Luffy, uh, uh, Luffy one and two are the same way, which is which is unfortunate because I think Luffy two, from what I played of it, um, you know, like, like it's a better game. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've I mean, heard. So. But so not that Luffy is a bad game. I just think Luffy two is uh, on, on, like it's more like a, you know, it's more like a polished, um, a polished. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Actually, 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 act
It looks like Lufia Lufia was released only uh, um, only in Japan, like on the virtual the, the virtual console. It never got. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah, because um, I was gonna say I know Lufia two got remade. Um, I think it was what DS, I think. No, I think it was just no the first game. This game I was just talking oh, about. Oh, okay. Yeah, Curse of the. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, oh no, no I'm sorry. Curse of the Sentinels um, is uh, a remake of the second game. The second yeah. game. Yep, you're right. Sorry, they had it nope, you're good. So, so, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, Luffy two and one play very similarly, anyway. So yeah. I mean, the main difference, the, the main the main differences are just the graphics. The graphics are touched up, but they touched up with the stories. The stories yep. different. So, yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, so there, so not quite. So yeah, my bad. Not quite, <laughs> not quite as much of a similarity as, as Lunar because Lunar One's the game that's been remade all the right. time. But, but still, th there are some, you know, yeah, there are some like, comparisons. Yeah. So, but, anyway, so um, having said all that, um, so uh, you know, like I said, yeah, so like Joe said, the game is very typical RPG-ish in the '90s. Uh, you know, 2D graphics. It has a very, has a very like you know like Final Fantasy slash uh, Final Fantasy slash Dragon Quest. Um, uh, 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 a Dragon Quest look to it. Um, let's get into the pros and cons of the game, I think. Um, so, Jari mentioned some of them. Um, so, I think, Joe, we may disagree upon the graphics. I think these graphics are actually like, pretty good, like the time period. Um, you know, like, uh, the, the, um, the sprites, you know, the sprites are small, but they're detailed like, and well covered. Uh, I agree. Um, so, I actually have noted that they're bright and colorful. I said the art is nice and service serviceable. But um, it's standard fare for the SNES. Mm -hmm. I don't think it tried to uh, do anything spectacular or anything like that. True. And from uh, the little bit that I have played of Breath of Fire, uh, I feel like Breath of Fire, like which was released soon after this, um, just like just a little bit better looking. Not by much, but you know, there's just a little bit. And also, like um, the one thing with my playthrough of this game like a lot of the assets get reused and like it was something that i noticed like almost every town like there's at least one or two buildings even some of the npcs they all look the same so it can kind of uh disorient you as far as where you are in the game can you... sorry <laughs> very annoying cat this morning <laughs> uh, but yeah so um we're actually you know pretty much on the same page as far as the graphics go i actually thoroughly enjoyed the graphics yeah i uh, yeah you know i definitely agree with you i mean i mean no they're not the, i mean no they're not the best graphics in the system like final fantasy's dragon dragon quest game definitely better graphics than right this, but i mean like sick but you know considering you know, considering this was a new company, like the new company with like, their first RPG effort, you know, I, I you know, I, you know, I, I do give them some slack, um, but because they, um, you know, they, you know, they probably didn't have the, re um, you know, they didn't have the resources that Square Enix, um, or, or Square Soft at the time period actually, you know, had to give to their good developers. So it's like, you know, right. I think the game, I mean, like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, there's a lot of graphical reuse, but you know, yeah, you know, the sprites could be a little bit bigger, but, um, you know, like. The, the the art the art itself is pretty good. The color the color palette is pretty pleasing for the most part. Um, the monsters the monsters look pretty good. I mean, you know, there are. Oh like, yeah, I mean, know, those are some really nice uh, sprite work with the monsters. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, 
you know, again, again, reusing of assets, but, you know, not to the point of it being, like, you know, like, super egregious, so. Uh, so, one of the things that, that um, kind of um, caught my eye, so, of course, while you were given the backstory of the game and whatever else, I was uh, flipping through Nintendo Power and Game Pro for reviews of this game, and I noticed that Secret of Mana came out, like, alongside this game. So yes. I can totally see how this got, like, under the radar, even at the time. You know what I mean? Like, even at the time. Like, Secret of Mana, I mean, that's that's a pretty high bar there. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, like, GamePro, um, uh, you know, both these games were, uh, both these games were nominated for GamePro 1993 role-playing game of yep. the year award. And Secret of Mana uh, beat out Lufia 4. Yeah. So, Rightfully um, so. But, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> No, yeah, so, yeah, so we'll get into it, uh, you, you know, like, in a little bit, but, you know, like, um, you know, the game, you know, the game seems like it's sold fairly well. It's hard, a lot of, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these games, a lot of these games, it's hard, it's hard to be able to say, you know, how well they sold, because they sold, because, because, because we don't have as much sale data for games back then as we do now. Right, right. Like, it's released now, so, um, but, but, yeah, but, yeah, under the radar for sure, so, um, yeah, so, um, so uh, the music, the music of this game was pretty, was pretty good. You know, typical RPG stuff. You know, there's some very like, you know, like, you know, some good beats. Uh, some pieces stick around with you like for a little while. Not an amazing soundtrack, but uh, soundtrack, but, but like, you know, like, very good typical JRPG soundtrack stuff. Yep, and I agree with you. On my notes, I put the music is good, but like the assets, it is used over and over again, and unfortunately, like. There's, you know, there's probably like a good like six or seven pieces of music that they have, but you know, if you play this for any amount of time, uh, longer than fifteen minutes, you're gonna hear all those pieces and also hear all those pieces repeated. <laughs> so yeah. there, yeah. there is that. Like I feel like you know that, not that it felt rushed, but I feel like, uh, you know, they felt like they needed their main pieces for like you know stories and towns and whatever else and then they were just kind of like right. okay well we got this far let's just go with it <laughs> right yep yep for sure so all right so uh i'm gonna okay so i'm gonna okay so i'm gonna move on to a section through a section that i've heard that the section that I've very originally called um you know you know you know the three greatest and the thing the, the, the three greatest and the three weakest parts by like parts of lufia which kind of uh, uh, in other words what separates this game from other <laughs> jrpgs like the, you know those time mm. periods so um, let's get into, so, uh, so let's get into strengths. First of all, first of all, I already mentioned one of them. I think the prequel, uh, the opening, the opening of the game is very strong. Mm. Uh, um, you know, I've already, I've already talked about that. I like games that give you, that give you a kind of tutorial like this. You know, it's it's different. It's interesting. It's a different way to open up a game. Yeah. They'd be like, okay, hundred years in the past. Here's the you here's the great battle that you're set it up now. So, um, you know, that's a plus to me. I, I really like that. Second, um, the writing. Uh, I was, um, so I, um, you know, I, I, I was very pleasantly surprised. I'm used to games this time period having like having like horrible translations because like you know like you know Final Fantasy IV, enough said, right. so, and other games this time period also also were also were like, eh. This one not only not, this game not only dialogue well written it, it well written it, 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 it also it's also as far as I can tell perfectly translated. Mm. Um, I was very surprised by how good the writing is. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's a plus. Um, um, I like for sure. So um, um, 
And so, uh, and so that, um, so, like, the third strength that the, and so the third strength, the third strength to strip the game, I would say, is that, um, as long as, as long as you, as long as you, as long as you keep your, as long as you fight, uh, fight to, as you need to, which we'll get to the counter right here in a moment, <laughs> but, um, um, as long as you, as long as you fight what you need to, and, you know, look at a, you know, look at a walkthrough now and then if you have to, this game's not, you know, this game's not, this game to me at least is, to me at least, and I'd be curious to hear your thoughts about this, Joe. Um, it's not overly difficult. It's not the most difficult RPG on the system. You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's not easy, easy, but in a scale of like one to ten, the one tail, I think the actual difficulty of this game is probably like a four. I mean, like, you know, as long as you, as long as you keep, as long as you keep up your, keep up your calendars, um, it's not super taxing. The boss fights, the boss fights are pretty good as long as you, um, as long as you're, uh, you know, as long as you, you, know, as long as you fight bravely, um, the game, the game does a good job of trying not to throw enemies at you above your level unless you screw up and go in the wrong area. Much <laughs> to the red time, like you're not supposed to be here. Get out of here. So, um, the actual, the actual flow of the game worked pretty well. I thought. I, mean, I thought compared to some other games, which are like agonizingly difficult. Um, I, I thought this game was a pretty decent challenge for like you, you know, like a more like newbie, like like newbie JRPG player at the time period. So, yeah, I uh, actually thought, you know, as far as, uh, you know, combat goes um, in progression, I, you know, I felt it was okay. Um, one of my biggest gripes um, was like, I don't know, like sometimes it just felt super random and like um, this has one of those old RPG, uh, specifically JRPG. Uh, traits where when something dies, um, your character will say have an attack left and they swing at the air instead of hitting another monster. And in, like it's infuriating in the original Final Fantasy when that happens because you know that's like you know one of the first RPGs, so they're still working out the kinks. But here in 1993, I would have been going crazy because this should not be in you know an RPG and I don't think any other RPG on the Super NES at least the ones I've encountered are like this they don't have that um they have the the, the, the norm quote unquote the norm where you know when you go and attack and you kill an enemy the next attack you know even if it was focused on that enemy will move to the next living target and uh, I felt that was kind of uh, infuriating, especially since you can't attack single monsters, you attack the group, and then the computer decides who you're actually going to attack. So it's out of your hands. I I was actually going to mention that next uh, <laughs> next next like one of the game's weak points. I I I, 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 I absolutely like agree yeah. with you. Um, I believe the Seventh Saga also has a have to. Have target a living enemy for it to connect thing. It's been a while since I played. Okay, well that game came out like earlier that. in '93, so that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, but you're right. For a game this time period to still have that system, it was a fury in Final Fantasy. Like it's a fury in yeah. here. So I mean, I'm, I mean, it's not a deal breaker, um, but you do on. Um, but but it, but it is frustrating. You have to like you know you have to like fight very carefully. You know, try to like balance out your attacks and whatnot yeah. because you know combined with the randomness. 
combine the randomness, the randomness, the attack of uh, the attacks anyway, for like you know, how much hit points their enemy has, how many how much damage you do, etc. Right. Uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. So um, I don't don't know why the developers kept that they kept that kept that old system in, in this game, but yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. So um, we've also we've also we've also already touched the yeah we've also already already talked about the uh, talked about the counter rate. The counter rate of this game is very mm. high. So. Um, Probably one of the highest games I can remember playing with an encounter rate. Yep. Um, um, you know, it's bad. So, I mean, on the plus side, but you won't be doing any grinding. Right. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but unless you have, I think they're called smoke orbs. Uh, um, a smoke orbs. Unless you have, unless you have, unless you have escape items. Yeah. Escaping, uh, uh, escape, escape, escape battle can be like very difficult. Yep. So, um, but yeah, so it's a very high encounter rate. So. It's like, as you gotta be patient, patient with patient with that. Um, money's also hard to come by too, as well. Mm. As well, enemies, enemies don't drop you like a lot of money. Right. So uh, you want to always. This game, this game, this game, this game takes place with Dragon Dragon Quest. We have your Dragon Quest. I want to search everything. Search like you know, search like cupboards, search like drawers, mm -hmm. search like dressers, because you find stuff yep. all over the place. And some of stuff you can sell for like some pretty good money to help out to help compensate for that. So um, third big point is that. Um, you know, again, this is typical of JRPGs of this time period, but um, the amount of let's see, how do I want to phrase this? Um, instruction the game gives you from like you know what you need to do next and how, like, how to yeah. get there. I I, I understand games that games of this time period definitely did not definitely did not do as much as that as they do right. now. But compared to some games again like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, I, I, I you know I, you know I you know I. I, I you know, I hate to keep comparing Luffy to the series because it's not really totally totally fair to it. But you know, those are like the gold standards as far as JRPGs on the right. system goes. Um, you know, the game can be kind of confusing, uh, confusing, uh, like, like where you need to go next or how to get there. So, yeah. uh, I definitely, I, 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 I definitely, I definitely had to work. I, I definitely had, to, I definitely had to look at a guide now <laughs> and then to figure, out, to figure, out, to figure out where to go next. Yeah. So. Uh, again, not the end of the world, but you know, unless you want to spend a lot of time just roaming around getting lost, right? Uh, there, there will be times. There will be times because also the uh, um, the trigger the trigger tr tr system system in this game is a little bit strange. Like, like very early on in the game, you have to go to a castle, enter the castle to trigger an event. Then you have to then you have to then you have to go past an area you've already gone through once to find a guy there who was not there previously and talk to him to advance the plot and whatnot. Yeah. It's like ugh, so. Um, you know, again, typical JRPG <laughs> fair of the time period, but I, but I, but I think Luffy is Luffy is a little bit weak in that yeah. area. So, Agreed. um, so having said all that, um, I probably like the game a bit more than Joe did. I think this is a very decent JRPG for like the time period. Um, and I probably will go ahead and finish it. Um, you know, because I think that, you know, the story and characters are the story. The story and characters are all like very typical fare of this time period. But you know, the dialogue surprised me with how written it is. Um, sorry, the dialogue surprised me with how well written it is, enjoyable it is. Um, you know, the gameplay is fun enough to keep me coming back for more. Um, so I probably, like I said, I probably will go back. I probably, will, I probably will go ahead and finish this. Finish this up at some point. Um, do I regret having missed this back in the day? Yes, uh, I kind of wish. You know, I think my, uh, you know, I think my prayer, I think, think my pressure of this game would be, like, be, like, be more favorable uh, then if it was, than it was now. You know, if I played it back when it came mm. out. But like, but like, but as Joe mentioned, you know, um, you know, a lot of games came out to came on the system around this time period. So like, you know, I think, I, I don't, I'm not sure how about Luffy is sold, yeah. um, but you know, the game probably got the kind of. Um, the game, the game probably did get like ignored a little bit. Um, 
so. But yeah. No, I think like, uh, Mule, I think like, it's a very typical JRPG of the time period, I guess, that's what yeah. it's So, uh, like for good and for bad. Yeah, and it looks like at the time, <clears throat> this was probably a budget title as far as RPGs are concerned, because I'm looking at like the Nintendo Power and like, games around that time you're looking at you know your typical $60 game um 50 to $60 but Secret of Mana was $73 at yes. you know retail so you figure you know you have Secret of Mana and we can talk and praise Secret of Mana for what it is um but you know Lufia technically is you know a budget title compared to that so you know, like like you said earlier, it's not fair to compare the two. You know, but they were released in the same month, so there's that. Right. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's true. So, but uh, so anyway, yeah. So um, yeah. So uh, I definitely, you know, I definitely enjoyed going back to this game. Um, you know, it's like I said, it. You know, it. You know, it's a decent game. Um, but also. Uh, one of the reasons, so one of the reasons I also wanted to mention, the, uh, one of the reasons I also wanted to mention the mention the Planet Genesis port uh, earlier on, besides the fact that besides the fact that the fact is very interesting, of course, the fact that um, it's so difficult in Super NES for an RPG because the bar for RPGs is set so high. Right. Because this is this has been so many great classics. You have the games like Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, um, you know, like uh, uh, um, you know, Secret of Mana, uh, Super Mario RPG. It's like it's like it, there's so many good RPGs, there are RPGs uh, uh, on the system that Lufia kind of gets like lost in the mm -hmm. shuffle. And like you know, what would be a great game on another system like Genesis is just kind of like a mid game on the Super NES because right. of that. So, uh, not the game's fault, just the fact that the um, you know, the, um, you, uh, uh, you know it, just the fact like I said, the bar set so high. There's so many like you know great games uh, that the system like out already. So, uh, but yeah, so that, that's what I said. I think if this game would come out on the, on the Genesis, uh, you know it would. You know, it'd be more fondly remembered in that system than it was here on the Super NES. Mm. Yeah, I can, I, I can see myself probably picking this up if it had come out for the Genesis. I yeah. think you know between the Game Pro review and uh, you know, which I was big into at the time, Game Pro was always in my hand. Um, I, I probably would have absolutely at least thought about it. You know what I mean? It would have definitely yeah. been a decision yeah. that I would have had to make. But yeah, because you, yeah, definitely because you, yeah, because yeah, because competition competition Genesis was not quite as was not quite as high. I mean, I mean, yes, you do have the I mean, yes, you do have the Amazing Fantasy Star series. Um, but beyond that, there were not. There, but beyond that, there, there were there really were not too many too many good good JRPGs on Genesis. You're absolutely so, right. Um, <laughs> Which is which goes back I mean, to why like I my exposure to RPGs was so late. <laughs> yeah. I backed the wrong system. <laughs> well, Fantasy Star Four is an amazing game, but you know I really think it's like um, you know you know that game is better than some Super NES games. I think you know that really is like a very very good game. Yeah, I, that's so, you know let's be honest. I've never played any of that series, and I really need to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, I think in your case, the, the fourth game is probably the best one. The, the, um, the, the fourth, fourth is probably the best one to go into because, like, the second, the second one's very, very grindy, and the third one, the third one, while it does some very like cool time, time hopping generational stuff, um, is not the, um, you know, it's not quite as strong gameplay mm. as number four is. But, um, but anyway, so, um, 
There are a couple. So, uh, so, so, uh, uh, so, yeah. So there are a couple. There are a couple of uh, secrets and cheats with this game. Uh, this game, like some other games, um, also includes a. Um, I, I don't want to call it a new game plus, but there are definitely on new. But there is like a new game mode that a, a, a game mode that unlocks uh, unlocks when you beat the game the first time around. Um, you know, which still be done today. I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake does as well too. So. Uh, you know, this is this is a tried true way to get somebody to come back to come back to play a game again, which you do at a limited value by adding a new, by adding a new game mode. Luffy's game mode is called Luffy's new game mode is called Try Again mode. So, uh, if you be, so if you so once you beat the game the first time, you, this unlocks and you play the game again in Try Again mode. Uh, uh, the difference you receive you receive extra uh, extra experience and gold from your enemies to help make the process mm. easier. How much? Four times, he had the experience the four times the road. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, the, um, so there's so 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 the speed run of this game uh, online uh, on YouTube, which I highly, uh, highly recommend checking out. Um, the guy speed runs the game in four hours, whereas the normal playthrough of this game takes about like you know about thirty hours or so. But the, one of the reasons one of the reasons he, one of the reasons he, he's able to speed run the game is because he's playing in try again <laughs> because you know ob 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 because obviously yeah, helps, yeah. but. I mean, I mean, it's not cheating per se because the cheap, you know, like you know, because it, like you know, because it is, like you know, because it is a valid, perfectly valid game mode to play in. But, but, but yeah, definitely helps. So, there's also a glitch with the end this game. The same kind of glitch that some other JRPGs also have. If you go to the end, try to stay, and it's a night, and you don't have enough money. Uh, the game was still, you know, they get, um, you know, the game will, um, uh, the game will still let you stay there for free. So, <laughs> well, he's so. that generous of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a bug that got over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean like, you know, some of the games, you know, some of the games did that too. So, um, you know, you know, uh, you know, you know, like bug testing these games could not have been fun. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I definitely give them some credit, like for that. So, um. So we've already talked about reviews a little bit this game, and this is also very, uh, and, uh, um, and so this is also very interesting case where the, the case where opinions of the game have changed a lot between like between like back then and mm. now. So uh, because the game is because the game is over 25 years old now at this point. So uh, when the game came out, uh, the game got very high reviews. Um, you know, like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people consider to, you know, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people. Considered to be one of the best RPGs of the system so far, you know, 93. This was early right, on, right. so. Um, but yeah, so yeah, all the yeah, so most reviews of the, the game, of the game were very, very positive. Uh, EGM gave us EGM gave it gave some point out of ten. Um, game players gave it nine out of ten. Uh, game Pro, as you already mentioned, gave it like four out of five, like out of five. Yeah. Uh, the Cinebow gave it um, so. And it, um, the, the Nintendo Power uh, Nintendo gave it gave three and a half out of five. Electronic Games gave ninety three percent. Like you know, like very very high marks. So um, I like so I don't know how well the game sold, uh, but the game definitely reviewed like very well. So yeah, I like um, this little snippet from Game Pro, um, and it's the very end of the article in which they write up their review for this. Yeah. And he says, uh, "Longing for Lufia out of the many RPGs." that will crowd the stores this holiday season. Lufia is the one that stands out apart from the pack. Don't wait for the Final Fantasy when you can have the immediate satisfaction of this great cart. Intermediate RPGers and experts alike will find something to enjoy in this cart. Hail Lufia, 
long may you loof. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I can understand, you know what I mean? Like, if you're having to wait for, you know, the next Final Fantasy, and you didn't have, you know, much other choice, and you didn't know in advance about, you know, Secret of Mana and what great game that was going to become, um, then, you know, this, this was a pretty solid RPG to pick up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, yeah, you know, and there are some differences. Uh, yeah, and to be fair, there are some there are differences between this game, like a Secret of Mana. Like, you know, like, you know, uh, um, you know Secret of Mana, for example, being like, being like real-time combat as opposed to like the turn-based system. Right, and so, Secret um, of Mana is a big question mark for me, because for me, that's like Zelda, and I guess that's an RPG, but I've never seen Zelda as an RPG, so. No, Zelda, Zelda to me has always been like an action, like an action yes, adventure yes. game. Um, I think nowadays, nowadays it's called an adventure. I'm sorry. Nowadays it's called an action RPG, which I can agree right. with. But you know, I mean, but to me, it's always been like an action adventure yeah. game. So, and to be fair, the but, new Zelda uh, games are more RPG than what they were. So true, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah. So yeah. So at the time, yeah. So the time the game came out, I they, they came out. I came out. I definitely, you know, I definitely, you know, I definitely kind of agree with like all of those like you know, like favorite yeah, yeah. reviews. So um, nowadays the game. Uh, um, nowadays, the game scene with more like a, a critical mm. eye. So, uh, reviews all over the place now with this game. Uh, like this game, like I mean, like, uh, uh, now this game. You look at like, like, uh, you look at more like modern reviews of this game. They give you from like mixed to positive still. So, um, some of the you know some of the, you know some. Of the, some of the some of the some of the, some of the retrospectives comment uh, comment on the story of characters, which was I which was I said before, story of characters was very good for the time mm. period. I mean, like, you know, the writing the writing surprised me of how good it is. The story is typical fare, but the typical fare, but on you on you know you know it's very well presented. The characters the characters the characters at least have some like emotion to them, which right. is better than I can say for like some other games. So I definitely can understand that. So story of characters, I, I think the game was kind of ahead of the ahead of the curve some with that. Um, however, other, however, other, however, other, however, others criticize it, criticize it, criticize it by being inferior to inferior to all the other Super NES games, the Super NES games that came out uh, 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 later on. So, which which I've already talked about, not exactly a fair comparison. Like I said, like I said, this is a very high bar for high bar, like high bar, you know, from set two. But um, but yeah, Lupia two uh, is still seen as a better game these days. So. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I guess I guess so. I, so I guess I look upon it. Um, so yeah, so I guess so I guess I look at it today depends upon you know like nostalgia here for the game, your you know your your tards for JRPGs this time period, your respective upon things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but you know I can see like both points of it. So, so um, before we move on to eBay pricing, Joe, um, any final thoughts, um, you know, as far as the game, um, you know, like, will you go back to finish this game? I will probably um, end up going back to finish this game. Um, I, like I said, you know, obviously there are some things that, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, especially the high encounter rate, but also, I mean, you know, let's, let's face it, like, I'm going to run it on an emulator. I could put in, you know, a game shark code or, you know, game genie code, and you know make it so that there are less encounters and whatever so make it you know a little more tolerable um so i mean there's multiple ways to be able to play the game there's no reason for me not to go back and finish this um like i said you know if 
you're a fan of Lufia or like the series or if you um, are a fan of old school RPGs I actually highly recommend this um, if you are a newbie to RPGs which I still consider myself a newbie um, then I would tread lightly that's that's about the, the best I could put it yeah yeah I agree with that I mean like, you know the game you know like, you know, like I said before the game the game you know the game's not overly difficult I mean like you know I, I, I mean a newbie player can you know a newbie player can do pretty well with this but like I said you, the, somebody yeah like Joe said um, it's not the best game of the system so um, you know unless there's so so unless there's a reason you really want to play this game you, you may be better uh, you know you better advise going somewhere yeah. else, but you know, um, but if you're like a big fan of JRPGs and this game is like part of the reason, you know, by all means, yeah, absolutely. Play it. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so yep, so we will cover the sequel, uh, Lufia 2 at some point here in the future, so um, which is very similar based upon the you know, based on the you know, based on the the quick, you know, the quick, the quick playing it, playing it that one, uh, that one I did. The game, you know, the game is very similar to the, the game is very similar, like the, the very, very similar, you know, like this mm. first game, so. Um, you know, like it, it adds some Zelda, um, so it adds some Zelda, uh, some Zelda aspects to it. We can like, the, um, you know, we can, we can use tools and weapons in dungeons. Um, you know, like, um, uh, you know, you know, there's side quests. There's like casino games to play and that mm. kind of stuff. So, um, but they, uh, so, um, all right. So uh, pricing. So so we mentioned game. You know, games so decently. RPGs tend to hold their value uh, very well. Um, Pricing this game's all the pricing this game's all over the all over the board, but not bad pricing as far as uh, uh, I mean as far as um, as far as the as far as an RPG goes as long as you're interested in the, as long as you're as long as you're content with the cart the cart by yeah. itself. So um, it's CIB copies that get priced. So, <laughs> um, these prices include shipping. Um, at the time I researched, eleven copies of the game were listed on eBay. Four and copies recently sold, so so not a problem finding it. Um, if you want card only, and as I said before, these prices the, uh, 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 these, the, the, these prices do swing wildly. Um, copies sold anywhere from sold anywhere from twenty one dollars to one hundred eight dollars. Yes. So, uh, just, just a matter of like being patient, so uh, being patient and, and uh, not engaging in bid war and just snagging a stacking copy of the game for the price you want. But, but you know, like twenty dollars. But, but, but yeah, twenty one dollars to twenty one dollars is like definitely worth it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. CIB copies though that gets expensive. Those are uh, both uh, 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 you know you're, you're depending upon depending depending on quality and completeness factors. You know IE includes the you know IE includes the power uh, inserts or mm. inserts in, um, you know in there you know and the little the little way uh, cardboard block things they had the boxes had. Um, um, oh yeah, yeah, there was a map in this yep. game too, wasn't there? Yep, yep, uh, yep. That would help. Um, CIB copies of the game sold anywhere for one hundred eight dollars to two hundred dollars. Yeah. So definitely a much it's, it's, it's a, it's a definitely a much more pricier game for collectors. I just want to point out that uh, in May twenty second of this year, one sold for fifteen dollars. Uh, with the shipping, it's like twenty dollars. Um, yeah. Then there's a couple that I saw. One sold two days ago for eighteen dollars. The other one oh. uh, sold for. 2085 like a week before but those last two were shipped from china so i'm almost 100 percent sure those are repros that's curious because like you know i did not see any evidence of any repros this yeah game. 
um, which, I mean, possibly, but you know, like, you know, like, there's no point in making repos if you can't make money off of it. This game's not in super high demand. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm, I'm very suspect um, of anything coming from China. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so, but, you know, um, there, you know, there were also, you know, there were also, uh, there were also th there were also sellers who were selling there were also sellers who were selling Lufia one and two together as part of a bundle uh, like something like that on um, you know, like hundred dollars. Oh yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so snag so like you know like snag those if you want to yeah. as well just to get the, the both games. But yeah, so I'm definitely curious. Yes, yes, definitely curious to check out the other Lufia games because you know um, you know like you know the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance emulate very mm -hmm. well. Uh, the, the DS two actually the uh, the DS I, the, the DS and it's pretty well, you know, split screen is always kind of an issue right. to deal with, but, you know, um, for the most part, I mean, it's like pretty well, so, um, I'm going to check out those other games, because I'm sure the DS game is super expensive these days, super expensive these days, not to me, does not make very big right. runs, so, uh, probably, probably good luck, good luck getting that game, physical copy for cheap, but, uh, yeah, I'll have to check them out for sure, so, but, anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, thank you everybody for listening to the podcast as always. Um, you know, it's always fun to talk about an RPG like this. So, uh, Joe, I'm glad you didn't. So, Joe, I'm glad you didn't hate the hate yeah. the game. So at least you got a chance to, you know, you 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 at least you got a chance to scratch 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 the twenty five year old. Yeah, game, yeah. So. <laughs> but the, um, but the, yeah. So um, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, you can always leave my Facebook page. Or you can also send me an email directly to the SNES Podcast Yahoo.com. Uh, Joe, how you can find me on Twitter at J O E S U X three zero, and also I have a very open Facebook, so you can always just find me there. Yes, um, always full of like interesting finds, finds and whatnot. So. <laughs> I'm a thrift but, hunter. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> So next in the podcast, the change of plans. We just start, um, so we just start schedule like a little bit. Um, we usually would not cover RPGs back to back because you know, uh, you know, a we're human. We only have so much, <laughs> you know, we only have so much time of the day. But um, this episode coming up is this episode. This episode coming up and coming up and this guest host coming up coming up is is somebody something I've been wanting to do for a long time now. So. Um, that person has been very, very. That person has been very, very busy with their lives until recently. So, 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 please, so, so please forgive us for having our RPGs back to back. Uh, we will, we, um, uh, 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 we will try not to do it again. But you know, like I said, we have this opening. We have this opening open up, and we want to definitely take take to take to take a yeah. of it. So, uh, next next episode. Oh, let me start off by saying first. To fix to fix the to fix the minor to, to fix the minor boo boo with the uh, um the uh, um your know, release schedule, this episode alone will be coming out like coming out one week as opposed to two weeks. Um, so this episode will drop for uh, uh, this episode this episode will drop for everybody um on uh, on July 30th as opposed to August 6th to get to, to um and then after that point we'll go back to every release every two weeks. So. Uh, that will allow us to fix to fix a release error that cropped up during all the during during guest hosts we had in the episode the podcast recently. So, um, as far as, as, as speaking speak about guest hosts, however, uh, we're very pleased to um, we're very pleased to announce the next wave of guest hosts coming up. But we have like not one, not two, but five episodes coming up for you with five <laughs> yeah. guest hosts. So, um, so, so you know, so if you like guest hosts, then you're in for yeah. a treat. And we got some good games lined up as well. Yeah, we do. Yep, uh, includes the games that you know, includes the games I never heard yeah. of. So, um, and and the, and the exception of our next guest hosts, they're all people who've been on the podcast, the podcast, before in the past. 
but um, but our next guest host is going to be a fellow podcaster and a personal friend of mine, um, uh, Jala uh, from the from the uh, Flight and Level podcast um, and all some other stuff that she does. Um, I've uh, 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 I podcasted with Jala before in the past. I played in Power with George. Um, Joe I was gonna say I also was once. there. <laughs> yep, yep, like the. Yeah, for Lunar One, not for Lunar yeah. Two, but for Lunar One, he joined us. So, uh, yeah. So, um, and yeah, uh, Joe, Joe did not have a Joe came into the Super NES kind of late, which he's going to talk about like in depth. So I'm not going like, to like on spoil cast here, but uh, one of our favorite games of all time is the classic game Chrono Trigger on Super NES. So, uh, long time listeners of the podcast may realize we've, uh, um, may realize we've already you know you know we've already covered the game. So I, like I said, we'll give a brief explanation here. Um, for one, for one, it's been a long time. It's, it, you know, it's been almost six years. Since, you know, since we covered the game on the podcast. So um, I obviously am still here, but my coach at the time, who covered the game with me, is no longer on the podcast. So we're gonna get two fresh perspectives on the game uh, because Joe has never played the game until recently. He's playing yeah. it like right now, aren't yep. you? Yeah. Aren't you, Joe? Yes, I am. Y- you yes, are, I right? am. Yes. So. <laughs> um, so like you know, so like so, Joe has uh, Joe has Joe has a lot of nostalgia with this game. Uh, I am kind of middle of the road. I I, I, I did not play Crow Trigger until emulation around like the um, you know around the uh, um, you know the late nineties. So uh, we're gonna have some very interesting perspectives, perspectives to, to bring the game. I think, which is one reason I decided to, to go ahead and revisit it. So um, you know, second also, we're gonna focus more upon more upon the gameplay and our memories and our memories and what makes the game so good and then also and also talk about and also talk 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 a little talk a little bit about, about the franchise as well so um we'll try not to cover too much stuff we've already covered covered in the first episode of the, uh, uh, on that game way back when but uh yeah so uh yeah so um i try not to so yeah, um, so I try not to, yeah, so I try not to, I try not to revisit games too often, but I, but, uh, but I think in this case, for those reasons, uh, there's enough going on here to, to warrant going back, going back to look at the game again. So um, I do encourage everybody to check it out for sure. Uh, Joe is a great person to talk to and to talk to, and uh, you know, it should be like an amazing yeah, episode. Yeah, be fun. So um, also, also, advance warning. We are going to also revisit the Star Wars games at some point too, because you know Joe is a huge Star Wars fan, so it's, it's, it's almost seems fair to go back and t- talk about them again. So, um, so yeah, fair warning uh, uh, um, as far as that goes. So, but anyway, so yeah, join us again um, in two weeks. Um, uh, 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 if you like that episode, as always, we appreciate your support very much. Stay safe, everybody. Take care, and talk to you again soon. Bye. May the force be with you. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.